Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta injury lawyers. Go to jameshbrown.com. Okay, uh, Oilers uh, day off in California today. Looking at some social media posts. Looks like at least some of them went golfing. They will practice tomorrow. They will play the San Jose Sharks on Saturday here on 6.30. Chad, 12.30 in the afternoon for the face-off show. And the game is at 2. The Oilers have won six straight. Ryan McLeod pay, uh, placed on long-term injured reserve. Jason Demers, defenseman, called up from the Bakersfield Condors. Always love talking about this league, the Alberta Junior Hockey League. They're down to the division finals. In the south, it is Brooks against Blackfalls. In the north, the Bonneville Pontiacs will take on the Spruce Grove Saints. Bram Steven is the head coach and assistant GM of the Saints. Bram, welcome back to the show. How are you doing, man? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me, Reed. How are you? Yeah, I'm doing very well. It is always uh, nice to talk to you. And uh, I, I, I used to, of course, uh, now the, the era I covered the HHL, the uh, Blazers slash Bobcats were not very good. Uh, yeah. they, they, so the, the deepest playoff runs I, I kind of covered sort of firsthand. Uh, Bonneville had a couple good teams, uh, especially when Mark Letestu was there. Um, but w- when I was uh, covering the league, it was a lot of Camrose, uh, a lot of Fort Mac, and a little bit of Grand Prairie. Uh, but this era, I, I guess it's sort of you guys and Brooks. Is that fair? Are the two uh, premier teams? Am I missing anybody that deserves some credit? Yeah, well, there's a lot of good teams, but uh, yeah, the cha- the champions have been Brooks or ourselves um, yeah. for about a, about a decade now. Yeah. And what, what, how how have you guys kept that longevity going? You know, with us, it's been interesting because there's been different regime changes with um, you know Steve Hamilton and then Jay Jay McKee and then you know Rob Skrook as the GM and myself as a coach now. So it's been. It's been a little bit, uh, I guess, different than Brooks, whereas it's been the same, you know, person there the whole time. Um, I think for us, it's just we just try to stay in forward motion, to be honest. And and we're fortunate it's not a draft-protected league, so recruiting is easier when you're having success. And as long as you keep that forward motion, it's it's not really cyclical that way. Yeah. Okay. Uh, exciting series coming up here against the Pontiacs. Uh, f- but tell me first of all about your season. I-, I checked the st- I checked the standings here to get ready for this interview, and I usually look throughout the season as well. Uh, you guys were quite a bit ahead of everybody in the North Division. But tell me a little bit about this matchup against Bonneville, because because I-, I understand they were a tough out for you uh, throughout the year. Yeah, yeah, the- we've played them six times as, as every team in the North, and um, we were two, one, and three, so lost three of them in overtime or shootout, um, and they were the only team to to get us at home and they did that twice uh, throughout the whole season so um, games were you know they're competitive they're the, both teams play a very similar style defensively and, and then offensively they have a lot of speed and and uh, can attack you on the rush uh, quite well so um, you know and they, they got a new head coach uh, Mario Pugliot who's won two Memorial Cups and and they're you know they're, they're a good hockey team it'll be a good series Okay, I want to ask you something else, and bear with me here, because I know the league changes and the playoff format, I think, has changed a few times over the years. But I remember when I was covering the league, there was a period in which the first-place team got a bye, which sometimes led to them not playing for a while, 
and then the, the the teams changed it the next year where they said we don't we don't want to buy we'd sooner play even if we're going to have an easy series but you guys had a buy because it was one through seven making the playoffs how long did you go without playing and how did you try to stay sharp in that run yeah i think it was 18 days this year uh, we were I guess fortunate we went through that a few times last year. One because of the buy, and then there was we the, the league had stretched out the playoffs a little bit longer in case of any COVID interruptions. So um, you know it's a little bit of old hat over the last couple of years with us doing it. I think we've tried different things. You can never really replicate gameplay, and there's a certain amount of rust that does come with it. But for us, we just tried to. I think early on you try to have a little bit longer reps just to keep the cardio levels up and, and a lot of gameplay. And then as you get closer to it, it's more, more of the preparatory work towards your opponent. So did, were you guys okay coming out of that, though? We didn't play very well the first couple of games against Shard Park, but we were able to win them. And, and then as the series went along, we, we got better gradually each game. And, um, you know, there's, this, this break has only been a, a week, so it's just like a regular college week, so to speak, where you're practicing Monday through Thursday and playing Friday. So I, I think that's a rhythm that we're, we're, we're good with, and it shouldn't uh, have as much rush, rust, pardon me, uh, this series around. Who was your goaltender against Stewart Park, and how did he do? Zach Oneski played in that. He's an 18-year-old, and, and he'd been injured a couple times this year, um, but was fanta- had, has been fantastic since he's been healthy in, in the end of January here. And uh, I think he's a heck of a prospect, and hopefully um, through this run gets gets uh, some more NCAA attention. He's, he's definitely uh, one of the better goaltenders we've had for sure. But that, that series against the Crusaders, um, how how was it like uh, when you have two Edmonton area teams going head-to-head? I know you guys were able to win uh, in five, but does it kind of ramp up the intensity? It's pretty easy for the parents and, and fans to, to go to the other community if they want. Oh yeah, I know the the Spruce Grove faithful were were loud in Short Park. That's for sure. Um, it's uh, we have a, we have an amazing following, and they'll follow us anywhere in playoffs that way. Um, however, it, I think it just elevated the atmosphere in both buildings. The 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 environment felt like we were in, in either late in the North final series or even an AJHL final. It was just the volume and just the environment itself, and I think it was a lot of fun for the players and. Good, good to get that uh, matchup anytime. I think it's, I think it's healthy for the two programs. It's healthy for the league for sure. Yeah. Okay. So, is, is it tomorrow and Saturday starting against Bonneville? Yeah, tomorrow uh, at seven as well. Saturday, seven o'clock at Grant Fear and Spruce Grove. All right. And like, are, are tickets sold out, or can people try to walk up and get tickets? What do you rec- recommend? Uh, you can buy them online at SpruceGroveSaints.ca. Uh, um, uh, that would probably be the best bet to get them ahead of time, uh, although they certainly can buy them at the door too. Okay. Well, I, I know the fans uh, come out in, in droves to support the Saints, and, and I'm glad you guys are doing well. I was just checking. Is it 2009 a team other than Spruce Grove or Brooks won the title? Yeah, I think it is. Jeez, that is incredible. A, I think it was Grand Prairie. Grand Prairie beat Spruce Grove. I know you wouldn't have been the coach that year. but no, yeah. no. Wow, that's it's been a good run, and I think I think Spruce Grove's been to the finals in almost every single year. Uh, yeah, you yeah. you guys missed like in 2017. Whitecourt yeah. got there. Was Gord coaching that year, or was he gone? Yes, Gord was coaching. Gord, there. Gord was yeah. coaching that year. So yeah. Whitecourt won the North in 17. There might have been one other year. No, there hasn't. 
Yeah. <laughs> that's remarkable. That yeah, is quite a, a program. Yeah, yeah. that's a, that is an incredible uh, program. Well, good for you guys. And just to date myself a little bit, when I started covering the league, it was still the St. Albert Saints. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then had a lot of success in St. Albert too. Uh, the Aikensdale Arena would was sure fill up pretty quick. Yeah, on the that, Sunday. Yeah, yeah, that was a, a good. Uh, well, um, what's the gentleman's name? Mark Hollick was coaching them. I don't know if you ever crossed mm-hmm. paths with Mark. I think he wound up in Europe eventually. Yeah, I, I've spoken to him a couple times. He's uh, I, I know of him certainly. I don't know. I don't know him personally though. Yeah. But, okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Bram, I love having you on the show. Um, Again, I, I enjoy talking about the AJHL. I've, I've probably been uh, overdue here to give uh, give the league a little bit of love. So you guys are home tomorrow and Saturday. Saints against Pontiac starting off the best of seven North final. It's going to be a blast. Uh, I encourage people, if they got uh, a chance to go check it out in person, definitely do so. Thanks for hopping on the show, man. All the best. Well, thanks for having me on, Reed. Have a good night. Brad Steven, head coach, assistant GM of the Spruce Grove Saints. So uh, they play Bonneville. And the uh, south is Brooks against Blackfalds. Just, just domination by those two teams. So Brooks won the title last year. We obviously had a couple of years without the, the league finishing. Brooks also won in 19, 17, 16, 13, and 12. Spruce Grove has won in 10, 11, 14, 15, and uh, 18. And who knows, they may play in the final again this year. Good stuff. Good to have Bram on the show. We uh, started the show with uh, love for Nugent Hopkins. We're going to end it that way as well. Coming up. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Edmonton Sports Leader, 630 Chad. McDavid to Nugent Hopkins to McDavid in over the line. Now over to Hyman. Scores! And Nugent Hopkins is going to pick up point number 100 as the Oilers are up 3-1. to one. Well, there is a moment of joy for Oil Country. Ryan Nugent Hopkins getting to 100 points for the first time in his career. We had some uh, wonderful... Love poems written for Ryan Nugent Hopkins coming in tonight. And I am pleased to welcome back to Inside Sports one of the biggest Ryan Nugent Hopkins fans I have ever known. Maybe the biggest. He's with Oilers Nation. It is Bagged Milk checking in. Bagged Milk, how are you doing, sir? As president and CEO of the Ryan Nugent Hopkins fan club, Reed, I'm having a wonderful day. It's a day of celebration. And what did you do last night when he got to 100? Well, if I'm being honest, I went outside, I howled at the moon like a wolf, I screamed into the night, Reed. I yelled to the heavens saying thank you to the hockey gourds for their sacrifice because as we know, it's been a long journey for Ryan Nugent Hopkins. He's been here through the lean years, he's now here for the good years, 798 games played as an Edmonton Oiler to hit 100 points. Come on, what's not to be excited about? The whole city was buzzing. You could feel it, you could feel it in your bones, Reed. Well, I, I certainly could as well. When did you first realize you loved Ryan Nugent Hopkins? So 
to give you an honest answer, back in the day at Oilers Nation, we used to just pick our horses. And, like, no matter what happens with this guy, we are always going to be in his corner. A lot of people were picking Taylor Hall. There was a lot of Jordan Eberle's. There was some Magnus Pyarvi Svensons at that time, if you recall, Reed. But then I picked Nuge. And as it turns out, he's the last man standing. And it's been a lot of fun. Keep Nuge forever. We, we did that in the third year of his career when his ELC was up. So it's been a ride, pal. Well, and, and especially you wanted to keep Nuge forever uh, prior to him signing the eight-year extension before the 21-22 season. Now, have you ever had any sort of meeting or interaction with Ryan Nugent Hopkins? <laughs> No, never once. The closest I've ever been is I had seats right behind the bench for game six against Anaheim in 2017. That's as close as I've been. Other than that, I keep a safe distance. I assume he thinks I'm some kind of psycho, so I'm just going to let him think that. I'm just going to wait. I'm going to lurk. I'm going to do my thing from a distance. I'm going to let Ryan Nugent Hopkins be. Yeah, which he probably would appreciate. I mean, Luke Gazik was on earlier. He said Nuge is good at blocking everything out and not paying attention to social media, though it would be all positive if he saw your social media. But having said that, if he's not aware of you specifically, is he not aware of the Keep Nuge Forever movement? Because did he not take a photograph wearing one of those shirts, or what's the story? Yeah, there's no way he hasn't. Like, over the years, he's signed a handful of things to me. Over the years, I've got a signed two-bag milk Nugent Hopkins jersey up at Oilers Nation HQ. That hangs on the wall. I've also got a copy of that photo read from his wedding where they're all wearing the Keep Nuge Forever t-shirts. I got one of those signed as well. So we do have some signed stuff. He's aware of the shtick. But uh, like I said, it's just stick. So we'll just watch from a distance and let him have a great season. Okay, but who, who got him those shirts, though? It wasn't you. Well, so I came up with the slogan 100 years ago. Nation Gear came up with the T-shirts, and then one of our contacts, through a mutual contact, Ryan was doing some, uh, some promo work for ATB. And through a mutual acquaintance at ATB, we got the shirts to him leading up to the wedding. Okay, and well, and that that is kind of a famous photo, and, and they were good sports for uh, for putting them on. So let me ask you this: If you ever met Ryan Nugent Hopkins, what would you say? Well, I'm uh, I'm not afraid to reveal this on your show tonight, Reed. It's been a while since I've been on, so I've actually got some contacts in a very secret organization in Canada. And what I would have them do is just feed me lines through an earpiece, because after that happens, Reed, you may never see me again. I may end up in Ottawa. I may end up overseas. I may end up just doing missions of some sort out there. So I feel like if I ever had a moment like that, I would just rely on my new government contacts to whisper in my ear and give me sweet nothings to say. That's probably a good way to go about it, but perhaps the less we say about what you just revealed, uh, the better, given the uh, the secretive uh, context of the organization and people that uh, that you're referring to. But yeah, you you might be so uh, starstruck that you would need somebody to feed you, uh, feed kind of like Letterman and. Um, and uh, Rupert, when uh, Rupert would go uh, like to McDonald's and Letterman would tell him what to say, that's kind of the situation he would be in. Exactly. Yeah. Just a little feeder. Like, Reed, I think you've interviewed him a handful of times. I think he would be great for the job. I just have one of my AirPods in. You could just feed me a couple things to say. I think you'd be great for the position. I'd hire you without an interview. 
All right. Oh, well, thanks, buddy. Well, I feel like us knowing each other for a decade has been enough of an <laughs> enough of an interview process. So, uh, thanks for sharing that, and, and I, 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 I do appreciate uh, your approach because you you try to be. I mean, you know, I like uh, optimism, and you've always uh, you've always had that. Um, OilersNation.com. I know you've told the tale of how the the site started, uh, and and there, I mean, there's so many. Uh, I mean, this show. Uh, other shows on the market, your website. There's so many places for Oilers fans to go, and I find many of them go to all those places, which is, which is pretty cool. Um, it's it's interesting to me that, like, I I feel happy. Uh, like, people ask me, are you happy when the Oilers win? And I always say, well, really, I'm just happiest for the fans. Like, my, my job is the same, more or less, win or lose. I'm just happy mm-hmm. the fans are happy, and I just yep. feel like people are accepting it. Like they. It, it, because I think just sometimes you have to accept good things in life too. You know, it's yes, of course, something could go wrong in the playoffs. Yes, there are other good teams, but I'm just sort of uh, enjoying and appreciating that. Especially lately, people are just kind of like, yeah, they're they're good. They're they're figuring it out. Uh, well, what's the temperature on, on your website? Are, are there still negative Nellies out there? Of course, you know that. You and I have had plenty of phone calls and conversations just not on the radio where we've talked about how the Oilers could win a Stanley Cup and then at the parade, somebody's going to go, yeah, but they're not going to win it next year. Right. So we're, we're having some of that. Like, you know, they beat the Anaheim Ducks last night 3-1 and maybe you think that they should have beat the brakes off, off them and it should have been 7-1 or something like that. So we get the people that go, oh, well, they only beat Anaheim 3-1. Well, they're kind of missing the point. Like you said, they're having an incredible run right now. We've always tried to look on the brighter side at Oilers Nation, but when things are going poor, as you and I know, during a long stretch, the decade of darkness, things were bad. But right now we're having a good time. Right now, Ryan Nugent Hopkins hit 100 points in his 12th season, and not many people outside Edmonton are really giving him credit for it. And I think that's super cool. And it's, it's way better to have fun when the Oilers are hot like this, it's way less stressful because you're doing your gig and you do a great job of it. I'm doing my gig too, but I'm 100% biased. I want the Oilers to win always. I want everybody else to lose. I want every other fan base to have a bad time. So when the Oilers are good right now, we're having a blast. Well, as you should be, and uh, whatever the news does well, I, I always uh, think of you because I, I know you're such a dedicated uh, fan of his. And, and quite frankly, um, you know, I, I think Nuge, uh deserves to be recognized. I mean, Luke Gazdick sold some great stories about him and, and how beloved he is, and I think you could hear it from the teammates who spoke last night as well. Okay, remind everybody how they can uh, ingest your stuff, Bag Milk. Reed, I have a podcast. I need you to come on. It's called Better Late Than Never. We also do Oilers Nation Radio on Tuesdays and Fridays. And, of course, OilersNation.com. Lots of new content every single day. Five, six articles. Come hang out. Let's talk about the Oilers. Let's have a good time as they go into the what will be a Stanley Cup winning playoff drive. I will come on your podcast. Thank you for the invitation. That. All right. <laughs> Take care, Bag Milk. Thanks, Bob. There's a Bag Milk from Oilers Nation. Very entertaining and dedicated individual all right let's take a final look at the scoreboard red wings and sabers it's 6-6 they're going to a shootout nobody could score in the three-on-three in a 6-6 game panthers lead the senators 7-1 with six minutes left also late in the third islanders up 4-1 on the lightning 
early third. Predators lead the Hurricanes 2-0. Rangers and Blues are 1-1 in the second period. Stars lead the Flyers 4-0. Finals, Bruins beat the Maple Leafs 2-1 in overtime. Pasternak is 57th, is the game winner, 2-30 into overtime. Canadians ring up the Capitals 6-2. Penguins knock off the Wild 4-1. The Devils beat the Blue Jackets 8-1. Timo Meyer gets his 40th of the season. Kings and Golden Knights are going to face off in a few minutes, so that will affect the Oilers in some way. Uh, Blue Jays won earlier, as I told you. Three-way tie at the Masters after one round. Kepka, Hovland, and Rom all at 7-under. Thanks to Dave Campbell, the producer of the show. Kellen Kennedy is your studio producer. We will have a best-of edition of the show tomorrow. I put that together this afternoon. It's a lot of good stuff there. Hope you still have time to tune in. I'll join you live at 12.30 Saturday afternoon for the Face-Off Show. Game is at 2, Oilers and Sharks. My name's Reed. Thanks for listening.